Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and we'll start with uh, what's new in industrial automation. And first up is a new press release from ISA, and they're talking about ISA Secure, and specifically, they're talking about OT cybersecurity and coming up with a site assessment scheme. So I thought this was very interesting. This would be a way to assess your site to see if you are secure or not. Now, if you'd like to know more about this or get involved and help have a hand in shaping this, you can do so right here at the bottom of this article. Next up, we have a new article again from ISA, and it's how Digital Twin Consortium and OPC Foundation are gonna start working together. So I thought this was very interesting seeing these two organizations start to collaborate. You can see all the things they're going to be working on right here. And uh, I think this will be a story we'll be coming back to uh, throughout the year. And next up, we have a uh, press release from DigiKey. Now, typically, I wouldn't cover this type of press release, but they're claiming to offer the world's largest selection of electronic components and automation products. And so we last week heard somebody else make a similar claim. So I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, as we're looking at it, they added over 550 new suppliers and 75,000 SKUs in 2022. That's a lot. And they're also really investing in their marketplace. So, you know, a lot of companies are doing this to compete with Amazon, right? And so, you know, one of the problems with shopping on Amazon that I found is that, you know, for electronic components or automation components, you know, they go out of stock a lot, right? And they get obsoleted a lot too. So it's not the best solution if you're running a business. And so places like DigiKey and others, you know, they, they can be a much better solution. And so I thought that was interesting. You know, we saw Newegg do it, and I think they've done it successfully. BH Photo has done it. And uh, we're seeing this new crop of companies out there that are opening up marketplaces to, to, uh, to compete with the big guy. So in any case, I thought that was very interesting. Now on to, uh, we have a press release from ABB talking about their latest DCS release. And I thought this was very interesting. Now the press release didn't go into, it was really high level stuff. So there was a link in the bottom that went to a detailed article and there's some bullets here at the bottom of that. And you could see here that they're talking about their Symphony Plus publisher. They're talking about their latest process controller. They're talking about HTML5 technology enabling collaborative engineering and so on. So what I did is I reached out to ABB uh, I don't know if I'll hear back from them, but I'd love to get somebody to come on the show and tell us, kind of run us through what this SPR 2023.0 release is all about. Next up, we have new products over at Profi International. And these are the new products of February. And we'll start with a Turk QR20. This is an inclinometer. Say that three times fast. And uh, this supports IOLink as well. So very interesting new product there. Next up, LAP has a new Etherline robot pn cat 5e cable so this is a profinet cable designed specifically for robotic installations so i thought that was very interesting too um, then we have a new product from balif it's an ident sensor so it's a code reader right and the cool thing about this is it sits on io link so you don't need an ethernet drop for it so i thought that was very cool and then lastly we have a new device from bomber this is said to be a compact deductive sensor. I don't, it doesn't look very compact here, but um, what this sensor does is it can sense up to 10 millimeters away and it has IO link built in, but it also has an analog output too. So I thought that was excellent. So you can actually get a distance, you know, is it 10 millimeters, nine, eight, so on. 
So it's supposed to be very accurate as well. Um, also, we have today for our first article, we have a uh, design guide for stages, tables, and gantries. And this was very, I thought, very well done. And it's actually a link here to the full white paper. And it's a, I thought it was an excellent guide. Now, it is a sponsored by a particular vendor, but it's still, I thought, it was a very good guide. And so if you have anybody new in your organization and you use stages, tables, or gantries, this may be uh, some reading you want to uh, send over their way. Next up, we have an article at DigiKey about how to use Traceability 4.0 solutions. Now, when I hear this, I'm like, Traceability 4.0? Um, you know, I was kind of like questioning myself, has I, have I been following Traceability 1, 2, 3, and 4? And so uh, I thought the article was really good. And this chart down here kind of, I thought was very helpful. So if you have not, like me, are questioning whether you've been following traceability like, um, you know, Industry 4.0, then I thought this chart kind of really summed it up. You know, 1.0 was starting with just like, a, uh, you know, automated product identification like barcodes, right? And so today we're doing a lot more. I mean, when we're tracing a product through production, we're tracing all kinds of information with it. What's been done to it, what uh, value adds been put into it, what machining's been done to it, what, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought it was a great article and I wanted to share it with you this morning. Next up, we have an article from Profi International. Um, we have had these folks on the uh, podcast. So um, please check that podcast out if you want to know more about them. What a great organization. They not only do uh, ProfiBus, ProfiNet, they also do IOLink and Omlox. So you, if you don't know what Omlox is, that podcast is a great way to learn what it is. So in any case, um, what they're doing here, right? So the name of the article was On the Road to Making Easy Robot Programming, right? But, you know, there's really a deeper picture here, right? Today, when we want to interface our control system with a robot, typically we're using a specific library for that robot. So you have vendor A, vendor B, vendor C, vendor D, and you use that library for that particular robot. Now, we don't have a robot here in the studio. I actually looked at getting a training robot but um, there was a limit on how long the software would work and whether or not we can integrate it to PLC. So we're not making that move yet. But um, what I wanted to say here about this article was if we look at what they're trying to do, they're trying to come up with a common library, getting all the task holders together to come up with a common library. So that kind of like OPC is a common communications platform to have a common library so that no matter what PLC you're using or no matter what robot you're using, you have this common library to interface between the two. So I thought that was very interesting. And the stakeholders they had together at their uh, recent meeting, you know, they had several organizations, VDMA I'd never heard about, but PLC Open we definitely know about. I'm going to reach out to them having them uh, come on the podcast at some point. Of course, everybody knows about OPC. And uh, they also invited several PLC vendors. And the event was called Get Together for Robotics. And at the end of the day, I really like this uh, this uh, uh, summary down here, the possibility of the right robot programs completely in the PLC. As a PLC guy, I would like that because trying to learn several, and we know there's several maging, maybe even over a dozen leading robot vendors out there, right? So um, to simplify it, so you don't have to learn a very specific programming library would be awesome, in my opinion. So with that, we'll move on to another article here. Now, this article, I found this at uh, on Inductive's website, but it actually led over to Automation World. Now, the reason I don't typically cover Automation World and the other uh, generic automation magazines like it is because um, they usually are not as up-to-date as the vendors themselves. So the vendors publish something, and then typically they'll uh, pay a sponsorship fee to Automation World or an advertising fee to get them to highlight their article. 
So uh, we get the news directly from the vendors faster and we don't have to pay anybody. Um, in any case, this article goes into the scripting libraries that are in um, Ignition. And as somebody who was a big time, uh, you know, got really into scripting back when VBA first started showing up in SCADA applications, um, I found this very interesting. I've never used Ignition. So um, even though we, ha we have had them on the podcast, give us a complete overview. Um, you know, it's just scripting. Like, actually, I was consulting last night with a customer about scripting in his SCADA application. So I thought this was very interesting. It gave me a little insight into their scripting and how it works and how flexible it is. And so if you're into that kind of stuff, I wanted to share this article with you. Next up is our feature product of today. And today I'm featuring my Mastering Logics applications with PLC Logics 5000. This is a $30 course, and uh, it's on sale for $30. And um, if we look at the details here, this course covers the use of PLC Logics 5000 and how to write programs in the simulated Iris Logics Studio 5000 software to solve applications. Now, as we talked about earlier, um, PLC Logics 5000 simulates a physical trainer. So you have switches, you have buttons, you have lights, etc. It also simulates Iris Logics Studio 5000, which, as you know, um, is several thousand dollars to buy a lifetime copy. So um, for, I think we have this on sale for $2.95, um, you get a, a lifetime copy of a simulated edition of Studio 5000, Iris Logics 5000 that does a lot of logic. You also get a simulated rack of I.O., a simulated trainer, but the really the, the winner for me here is that it also simulates 10 different real world applications. From the simple, something like a uh, compressor, to uh, more complex, like maybe uh, conveyor control and filling, to um, batching, you know, where you're mixing and adding ingredients and heating. So um, I really think it's a great product. I had a lot of fun doing the course. I still haven't done the lesson on the street lights. Doing the street lights is fairly easy. Adding in the crosswalk control and taking account for right turn on red and all that, that gets a little complicated. And, um, but in any case, if you uh, wanna pick up this course, I just tell my students, the 15-day demo that comes with this course only works for 15 days, so do not install it and activate it, the trial, until you're ready to actually go through. I mean, life happens, right? So you want to make sure you can get through all the exercises. They're all optional, but if you want to do them, that you get through them all um, within the 15 days. Otherwise, you can buy a lifetime copy from the folks. We actually sell it here. You get the course for free if you buy the lifetime copy of the software from us. And um, they're very good. If, in, if your computer crashes in a couple of years, you need to get the license on a new computer. They're very, very helpful. And so um, I've really enjoyed working with them. I actually get a, just remembered, they get a lot of updates in the latest version. Like they added added instructions and some other stuff. So I can reach out to them about getting them on the podcast. But in any case, I wanted to feature that as our product of the day. And then next, I wanted to talk about what's new on the digital newsstand. And this is SME's a smart manufacturing magazine. And this first article I thought was very interesting because I know it can be difficult in a lot of facilities to get your management interested in cybersecurity, right? Like, they like they're like, oh, we pay IT thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to have the best, uh, you know, the best firewalls, the same firewalls all the billion dollar banks have. Well, those banks and organizations, they're being hacked every single week. You hear about one of them getting hacked. So that's not enough. You got to protect the OT network, right? And so here, this is a little uh, ammunition for you. Here they said in a recent survey 
that 40% of manufacturers in the last 12 months have suffered a cyber attack that affected their OT side, their OT network, and many of them suffered over a million dollars worth of damage. So this is a little ammunition to use when you're trying to have that serious conversation about needing that, that DMZ between the IT and OT, okay? The other thing um, I saw in here is they talked about some articles that looked like they were gonna be very interesting. So I went over to the magazine site because that's the opening for the magazine. And apparently the new edition is not up. So I guess it's going out to print first and then it'll be available digitally. But again, I look forward to reading those additional articles they mentioned in that article there. Now with that, I wanted to talk about downloads. Now, if you were not able to attend Omron's webinar on Friday about their new relays, I was not, it wouldn't even let me get to that page. It says, you are not allowed. So I reached out to them, never got an answer. But in any case, if you missed the webinar, um, here's a download of the PowerPoint presentation from the webinar. I thought it was an excellent PowerPoint, so I want to share it with you. And then next we have a publication crawl. Now I've been noticing some of these publications that are showing up as new, as dated as February, 2023. On the documents themselves, they have old dates. So either somebody's not updating the documents or somebody's forgetting to put them online. And so they're showing up as new, but they're actually old. So I don't know, I'll keep an eye on it, but I don't know what's happening with that. Why would you add a, a document as brand new to your website if it's actually a couple years old? Still trying to figure that out. But this is one of the uh, documents that showed up as brand new today. And this is on Rockwell's MCS system. And that's pretty impressive document and guide and uh, covers all the different products in it. Not on the selection guide level, but kind of an overview level. And then next we also had a new catalog, Catalog 95 from Fisher. And again, both of these, both of these documents do not have February 2023 listed on the document itself, even though it was listed that way on their website. So we'll keep an eye on that. Next up, we have our audio video file of the day. And today I'm highlighting my tech tip on how to use the free CCW Micro 800 simulator. Now, we did cover this in a previous morning show. And uh, what I've done is I've stripped out that tech tip video from the morning show and released it separately here. And I also linked to the article we discussed earlier, which if you don't have um, time to listen or you're someplace where you can't listen to a video, you can come over here and read the step-by-step -step article, which is 100% up to date. From there, we wanna go over to our events. I didn't see any webinars of interest or any events today to share. So I just wanted to remind you that the automation podcast is now releasing Wednesdays at three o'clock instead of that and Wednesdays in the morning because we're doing the morning show. It doesn't make sense to release two shows at the same time. So with that said, you can go to automation blog after three o'clock, click on this pod link and you'll see all our podcasts, all 139, soon to be 140 podcasts. And uh, this week I sit down with uh, Ron Bliss from Rockwell Automation to learn about factory talk links. Now I know you're saying Sean. Factory Talk Links is just this like communication driver that was shoved into Factory Talk View Studio when it first came out that we were forced to use instead of RS Links Classic. You know, I felt the same way for the longest time, but it has grown over the last decade plus, and it now is really a replacement in a next generation of what we used to think of RS Links Classic and RS Links Classic Gateway. In fact, I have to say, I'm very impressed with what Ron and his team are doing. Not only are they looking at what's trending now, what's coming down the pike in the future, but they're also going back and looking at RS Links Classic and what was popular and you know really widely used in that product. And so they've added things like DDE in, in the latest release, because RS Links Classic uses used to love to use that. We've had over 50,000 people view our episode on using 
Arslings Classic with Excel and DDE. Um, but he also added a new feature, RTD, which is kind of the new interface to Excel. So I thought that was really interesting and they're developing some templates that people can use to use that feature. They're also doing RS Links classic gateway type features where you can install a Factory Talk Links gateway as a bridge between your engineering network and your control system network. So, uh, and there's so much more. I can't even begin to cover what he covers in this podcast. So if you're looking to find out what's the latest and greatest with Rockwell's data server, OPC UA server, Factory Talk Links, Factory Talk Links gateway, this podcast releasing at three is for you. With that, I want to go into our question of the week. This actually came from a customer in my Mastering Logics Applications course. And he says, hey, I got to connect the PowerFlex 525 to my Control Logics. And I'm like, well, you know, PLC Logics 5000 does not simulate VFDs, and we don't claim it does. But, um, you know, he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get the two to connect. I'm like, look, I covered this in my Control Logics course. And, you know, the, the process is you add an Ethernet module to the chassis, you right-click on it, and then you can add your PowerFlex 525 to your Ethernet network that way. And all the tags show up right inside of your control logics. And um, so I was wondering, like, why was he trying to do this? So I started reading his email more, and he started telling me that he was a big-time Slick 500 user. So, yeah, you would use messages if you had a Slick 500 because it didn't support, like, the IO tree to add drives. So that made sense. All right, so he's trying to use a message instruction. But why isn't he using an AOP? So I went over to Rockwell's knowledge base and I found this. Now, this is a free tech note that you can get access to just by creating a free login at Rockwell's website. Okay, so I am logged in, but I do not have a tech connect, right? So here you can see it says, hey, you may have to add an add-on profile. And so they say, you know, you, and they give us a link to a tech note that talks about that. And they say here, though, it's a minimum of version 17. And in his email, he says he's using 13. So this is not going to be an option for him. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, all right, let's go over to this tech note. Well, it turns out that tech note is behind a paywall. You have to have a tech connect to learn how to get the free add-on profile. So I sent him a message. I'm like, guys, having a free tech note that takes you to a paid tech note to access a free download, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So maybe they'll change it today or, or, or this week, hopefully. But in any case, I do have the link to the AOP in my, uh, it's on the product downloads page. We've covered that many times in the past. We have articles on that over at the automation blog. But in any case, you can find it for free. You can even, you know, search on the internet and find it for free. So you don't need to pay for a technical contract to get that free download. So, um, but that's not an option for him. So I kept looking and then I found inside the 525 manual, they actually have in chapter six, I think it's page 69, um, they actually have a, a section all about using the message instruction. So let's see if we can put in 69 here. Yep, using explicit messaging, how to format the instruction, and so on. So in any case, I haven't done this. Um, there's no need to because most people aren't using any version older than 17 with new PowerFlex VFDs, like the 525, which is a fairly newer product. But in any case, um, I'd love to find some time to do this. We do have... Um, a 525 and a 40, I think it's a 40M or a 4M in-house because I teach a course, uh, CCW VFD, and how to use CCW with VFDs, PowerFlex VFDs. So we do have a couple of the small VFDs in-house, and I would love to find some time to put this together, but um, in any case. So that is the question and answer of the day. I wanted to share that with you. If you're running into something similar or you just find this topic interesting, that kind of walks you through the process I did to answer this question. 
And with that, let's see what's next here. Oh, it's the community corner. And if today is your birthday, I want to wish you a very, very happy birthday. I hope you have a great day. Now, if you are connected with me on LinkedIn and I accept all connection requests, if you're in industrial automation and uh, you have your birthday in your profile, which some people don't understandably, uh, then you'll show up on my birthday celebrations list. And I want to, like I do every weekday, want to wish all my connections a very happy birthday, including Rob, Yousef, Afridi, Carvis, and Kit. Adelison, Cody, Brad, Angel, and Jody. I hope you all have an awesome day. If I mispronounce your name, my apologies, but please have a wonderful birthday today. With that, we go over to automation.locals.com. This is where you can follow everything I do for free, everything we do here at Insights and Automation. We post everything up here. And um, you can also join starting at the price of one cup of coffee a month. And you can post questions, you can answer questions, you can send me messages and so on. Of course, if you're connected with me on LinkedIn, you can send me messages there. But if you do, I've had some people ask me some really technical, detailed questions via LinkedIn messages. And it's just not, uh, you know, social media is just not conducive to getting into technical details. So I kind of try to focus them to come over here to the community because a lot of times people ask a question and you spend an hour answering it. And then they're like, oh yeah, no, I found the answer already. So um, we want to try to avoid that. Uh, that's why I shut down the automation forums because that happened a lot. And so we got to be cognizant of that and, and use our time well. And that's not a good use of our time answering questions that people don't have anymore. So with that, I just wanted to remind you, if there is something in the news that you think I missed, please send it in to me using this form here. And if you are a vendor or you know a vendor, please ask them to consider sponsoring our shows. We have all kinds of options available. We have all kinds of shows. We are already working with many vendors, but um, we have some open positions and we'll need some new sponsors for the morning show to fill those. So if you're talking to a vendors or if you are a vendor, please contact me directly about our sponsorship options. And I like to end with automate.news. That is where you'll find every link we discussed today, including the link to the text version of this show, which I'll start in as soon as we uh, finish filming, editing, and uploading the video edition. And uh, links to every story, every article you can see here. This is the uh, question of the week. I got the knowledge base article, the AOP, and the manual here for you. And just really everything else that uh, we discussed today is here. And with that, I want to thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to spend a few minutes with us talking about industrial automation, what's new and happening. And with that, I want to wish you a very happy, safe, and healthy week. And until next time, my friends, peace.